you said said this before uh jonah was up there like getting a good seat so like think about where he started like getting a good seat to see this town get destroyed and then how it ended with him saving them all yeah listening to god Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to The Mustard Seed. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. Join us on our journey. It's Wednesday morning. You know what that means. Ohio State won last week. <laughs> Didn't waste Where's any time. Where's your little time. leprechauns, huh? <laughs> no leprechauns here. Hey, well. You know why? Yeah. Here for the Buckeyes. God, God would have sent a whale to swallow that little leprechaun. What's the leprechaun's name? I don't know. Does I don't he have a he name? Has a name. It's not lucky, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got nothing to say. But uh, Notre Dame played tough. Yeah. Um, we are we started the football season, right? Nice. Yep. Football started. Mm-hmm. Uh so it was fun last week watching football. Yeah. We went to um I was at a bar in New York City watching the game. Buffalo uh, and No, no, this... no. The Notre Dame game. That's oh, well, well, yeah, well. Notre Dame, Ohio State. And it was really oh, I fun. I didn't know you went all the way to the city. I thought you were like around. No, yeah, we oh, went into cool. the city. And it was really cool because the majority of the bar there was for Notre Dame. Mm. So like you got really loud reactions, like all these good plays and everything. It was fun. It was like a fun atmosphere. You know what's weird though? Uh, we live in on Long Island and um, a lot of the Coles have like Penn State stuff. You ever notice that? I Isn't do. that weird? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they would have you know, Ohio State stuff there, but yeah, yeah. just like Penn State. Like, I would think maybe Rutgers. Rutgers is closer right? than Penn, definitely. I think I think there's a lot of people that go to Penn State. To Penn State. It's like like Pennsylvania schools. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. like far enough where it's like, you know, You're away getting away, home. but yeah. still close enough. Mm. Fun fact, James was in volleyball camp when that whole scandal happened, remember? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, James was at Penn State. He was at Penn State when they were like trying to rip down the statue and all that. He went to go to a volleyball camp. Was that guy's S- S- Joe? Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, Sandusky. Yeah, and then they were mad at Joe too. What was Joe's last Joe name? Paterno. Joe Paterno. Joe yeah. Paterno. Yeah. Oh man, that was yeah. a whole big thing. Yeah. And James was in the middle of it. James was there. <laughs> <laughs> he had a front seat to it all. Yeah. Yeah. I do notice that when I travel, like you go into a Dick's Sporting Goods or any sort of store around there, you always get. I guess because we're really not much of a college. No, not station. New York at all. No. Well, I mean. If you go upstate. Yeah, if you go upstate, you, you got, got a lot of Syracuse, Syracuse stuff. Definitely. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I guess that's the closest, like, big powerhouse type kind of, like, school, right? What? Rutgers. Rutgers, Syracuse. Uh, Rutgers is Jersey. I don't even know what else is in. Stony Brook, I would say, is close. Yeah, they're getting there. <laughs> I feel like we're more well-known. We have, actually, a lot of people who make the NFL. Yeah, um, they've been doing. They do really so, well in lacrosse. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And basketball, I feel like. Getting there, right? Yeah, getting, getting there. there. Yeah, America East. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I wanted to do one of those fun little, since football season, we'll do a little draft. All right, here we go. We'll do the snake draft rules. Okay. Uh, Ryan will start. Uh, on the last episode, we did fruit, but not this time. Oh, we that's are, right. Yeah. So we're doing this draft, and to me, this feels yeah. like the second time, but the but audience. This, this is the first draft yeah. for the audience. Yes. So... We are going to do it on snack foods. Oh, 
Okay. All right. All right. So hold on. We can argue <laughs> if someone says like a granola bar, we can say get out of here. That's like I don't. Okay. You know, so yeah. Just using that as an example, we can do can that. We, but I'm just. Can we set some like parameters? Snack food, as far as you know, like you led with football. Are we thinking like you're sitting down in front of a game? Ooh, that's uh, that's better. All right, yeah, let's like, do like that. Apps? Snack foods for yeah. Okay. Oh, let's do the draft of. All right. See, I'm switching all over the board here. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Let's do the draft of um, uh, football tailgating, like snacks, like when you're sitting down at your house, like okay. what's good. Okay. All, all right. right. So football. you get the first overall draft. I get the first pick. First pick in the 2022. What are we? 20, <laughs> 2022. I don't know what year we're in. 2022 draft, mm. football tailgating draft. Ryan, you're on the board. Okay. Three seconds. <laughs> so I have a lot of options, I feel like, as I'm going through this in my head. I, mean, I don't want to mess up because this is the first pick. I think I will. I'm always indifferent, but at the same time, you can't pass this up. I'm going wings. There you go. If wings you didn't are take wings. easily number one. I have another option, but I think I can get it on the wraparound. So mm. go for it, Josh. I'm a big like fried pickles guy. Ooh. <laughs> like fried pickles. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Yeah. Fried pickles. Yeah. All right. I do like fried pickles. That's never something I order though. Yeah. But when someone does order it, I'm always like, oh nice, fried pickles. Yeah, we um my dad and I, whenever we'd go to Buffalo Wild Wings, we'd mm. always get the get the fried pickles with an app. Nice. Fried pickles. So I am taking. You got two picks, correct? I got two picks, yes. <laughs> I'm going to take beer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not a snack. I was about to ask. <laughs> uh, I am taking um, mozzarella sticks. Okay. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. And I am going to take a chip and salsa. Mm. Just uh, do a chip and salsa. Wow. That was on my list. It's pretty good. on my list. All right, so my second, I'm going to go, like, I guess just the classic French fries. French fries. Here we go. <laughs> Got all those finger foods. French fries, fried pickles. Yeah, solid. So that leaves me with the famous. Now, this might be more of a uh, personal thing for us. You got two on this one. I got two? Oh, man, I wasn't. Okay, so I got two. Because um, you picked one and now. Yep, okay. So uh, bean dip. Mm. I mean, I love bean dip. I don't know if that's a thing that like people Call know. Call buffalo of. chicken dip, bean dip, right? Same sure. Thing. Taco dip. Yeah, there's a, it's a bunch of it's a layered dip. Exactly. There you go. We'll we'll call it a layered dip. I, actually, I think um, Costco sells a bean dip, but it's different from like what we got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. We are in our family call this dip that we make bean dip, mm. and it's it's ch- uh, cream cheese, and then the meat is a can of Hormel chili that mm. on the can it says no beans and we call it bean dip <laughs> so i don't know how that happened but we it, call it it bean identifies dip. as a bean dip. exactly he's like i'm not a chili i'm a bean and then there's cheese <laughs> nice. i've learned how to perfect the i you don't microwave or oven put it in the oven cook it with the cheese you do it all first and then you throw the cheese on top and let the cheese just gradually melt because when you microwave it with the cheese then the cheese gets really hard, and then it's hard to dig into it and separate it. 
So fun fact, just a little tidbit for everyone at home. Recipe will be at the tail end of the video. (laughs) (laughs) Stick around. Cooking with the mustard seed. (laughs) We'll have a little cut to my kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) We need Chef Vito to come out and teach us how to cook. Um, Okay, and then my third, um, going with the classics, favorite of mine, Chex Mix. Mm. Boom. Nice. I would probably, for my third... I think like soft pretzels. So I love me like a good mm. soft pretzel. Man, got a lot of nice hot, uh, yeah. tasty apps here. A little soft pretzel. Now, do you dip soft pretzels? Queso in, cheese. Yeah. Do you have a preference? So I, I like the like, like the spicy mustard, like the brown. Me mustard, too. You know? Me too. And in high school, we had a uh, we had warm cheese. Mm-hmm. And me I would too. Always, yeah. yeah. I would always 25 cents. Now with inflation, it's probably like six bucks. (laughs) (laughs) It was the best because the pretzel was 75 cents and then the cheese was a quarter. So perfect. Easy. With the final pick, I am taking. Now I'm between two. (laughs) I have have to ask if, if this one is eligible. Can I take boneless wings? Or no, because you took wings. Oh, I took wings. Did you, you take, take wings with wings? The yeah. All right. I don't want those anyway. <laughs> I'm taking potato skins. That's oh, a good pick. There you go. Yeah. I always like a good That closes skin. the draft, and that's all we can eat for the next month. <laughs> oh, boy. During exactly football. football. That's it. That's what we're allowed to do. All right. I'm going to put this. I'll put this up as a little poll on, on our Twitter. Mm. So we'll get maybe like two. If we're lucky, votes. <laughs> I'll, just, there I'll make like fifty vote. fake accounts. And yeah, <laughs> everyone turn, just flood it. I can, yeah, I can put it stuff on the in the ballot. We have three hundred strong on there. Yeah, see who wins. I feel pretty good about my picks, to be honest. Yeah, if that I was had, fun. If, uh, maybe during football season, we can like come back to it and just like do random drafts and on foods. There you go. Um, I got my dad joke. I, it's. You guys know it's, but I, actually, you know what? I don't know if I ever told said this one. All right. There's 10 cats on a boat and one jumps off. How many are left? Zero. You already know this one? Because <laughs> they're a bunch of copycats. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it. actually none that are all copycats. Oh, sorry. Well... <laughs> I was ready for that one. Yeah, I've been practicing. I probably wow. that that's one of my favorite jokes. It's from Josh. Josh was not ready. Yeah, I've never heard that one. Yeah, that's that new to me. I was like, what? I don't know. I don't know. It's I like have this nine like, lives. Like everyone at at work knows that I. So anyone who's new, like I tell them that joke first. <laughs> Everyone's wow. like, "Did you talk to Andrew yet? <laughs> Did he tell you the joke?" Are you serious? <laughs> that's so funny. They're like it's so bad, but it's so good. <laughs> I have a, a good friend of mine who has this like really long, elaborate like Annie joke, and um, so he tells this like long story. It's like literally like twenty minutes, and at the very end, like the punchline is like "screw you," and, like and, like that's it, and that makes no sense at all. Like he just yells that at the end, and everyone's just like, "What?" what is this like yeah, this next level Annie joke. <laughs> I feel like that takes a specific sense of humor. Oh, into it that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone ever laughs when he does it. <laughs> it's got to be funny though when you know it's coming and you're watching and waiting for the person's reaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Because <laughs> so the first time I met him, I remember we were in college and it was like a big group of people and we all were just chilling in this like main lounge area. 
And this guy just comes in and he just tells this long joke and then just leaves. And we're just like, what just happened? Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes are all about delivery. That's the key. You could say yeah. anything. That's our dad joke segments. Mm. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening. Um, today we're doing uh, Jonah. Last week we did Elijah in the Wilderness. We got into it a little bit. Um, there's a lot more different stories to talk about with uh, Elijah, but today we wanted to kind of like the same type of deal, how um, they God is asking them to do something and they fled from their responsibilities of what they had to do. Uh, and it's just like kind of powerful, like what happens in the end and how um, Jonah realizes uh, what he has to do. And by God literally having a whale spit him up where he needs him. But um, sometimes we all need that push, right? I think um, I said this before. It's like the best way of thinking about it is like how scary it is to like start the workout in the gym, right? Mm. Or get like something like you want to get done, like that garage you need to clean or a closet or something like that, where you keep talking about it and got, you know, you feel like, all right, all right I got to get it done. But then you like, instead of going to the garage, you're out in the backyard doing something else that, you know, maybe your responsibilities are shying away from it. And yeah. then God pushes you back because like, Say you're in the backyard working on something, and then you're like, oh, I need a hammer. Oh, darn it. It's in the garage. It's in the garage. <laughs> Can't leave your troubles. Yeah. That is a good image for that. I've been thinking, I my room, the part of my room, like the way our room is set up, like Ronnie and I used to kind of have like our own little areas mm. where our clothes are. The piles. The piles. Right? It's oh, a, man. Not dirty pile. That's the perfect thing. Everyone yes. has that. The It's not dirty not clean. Let me just leave this on this chair. Oh yeah. Well, we have like the way our room is. It's a it's a hard L because we're up in the loft, mm -hmm. so we can really operate in one side of the room, and basically the part where our clothes are can just be like forgotten about. So that <laughs> that that part builds up. And we came back from vacation, and it was just like, oh, I know I have laundry to do. But are I don't you do it. are you a um, are you guys a come back from vacation, empty your suitcase person, or you just leave it person? The suitcase from Woodlock is still sitting on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were pretty good about putting stuff away. Yeah, I, yeah. I literally come home and do it. Yeah. Or put it right in the wash. Because for me, it's like, it's, just it's just like lingering there. Yeah. And I want to like and just I don't get done with it. And don't need it out yeah. in, in our way. Yeah. So I, like, I just like will put it away in the closet. Like I get all the clothes, wash them, and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Jess will, she would wait until yeah. forever. So, yeah, I wait. And she would, she'd take the clothes out of the suitcase to wear <laughs> instead of <laughs> just putting it away. These shorts I literally yeah. took out, took of, the out of the suitcase. So. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to hear a confession. That's I, two, right? Two I ran out of clean underwear today. Oh. So I took out my bird dogs because you don't need to wear underwear with bird dogs. Oh, so, man. Secrets out. <laughs> yeah, we got it. You know what I will say to defend myself here is we don't have a washer and dryer. So that's a process. It's getting to the laundromat and doing the laundry. And I was in a good routine where I was doing it once a week. But 
once we went away on vacation, I knew there was a big pile of clothes. Now I basically am down to like my last of my wardrobe. So <laughs> I'm about to walk into the laundry mat with about three different bags of, mm. of laundry. But yeah, well, sometimes we all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> Mine is go. laundry. Yeah, yeah that, that's, <laughs> but back to your image. I thought that was, that was pretty cool. But like, the idea of what we know we have to do. But we shy away from it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jonah, it was as clear as day. God was literally telling him, which is interesting to think about Jonah as a prophet, right? We, we've talked about different prophets on this mm-hmm. uh, podcast with Elijah and, you know, some really well-known prophets. And Jonah is a well-known prophet. I yeah. mean, you think about Jonah and the whale. Um, there's a great movie about Jonah and the whale, Veggie Tales. He was saying it before and now it's just in my head. <laughs> just that one line over and over again. Jonah's a prophet. <laughs> yeah, that song. <laughs> but he never really got it. Yeah, like exactly. And that's what it's funny because like he did not get the point. It was Jonah, it was so clear to him and he just kept shying away from what he was supposed to do. And I can definitely relate to that more than just cleaning up my room, but even in like a sense of responsibility and prayer life, you know, putting that time in my day to prayer and like knowing that it's important and thinking, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do it, you know, or the next day I'm going to do it. And instead of actually doing it yeah. and going and, for and it. And that's what, um, well, Jonah, definitely he just ran. Mm-hmm. And so let's highlight yeah. a little bit of let's what he did. It. So he, God told him um, he was going to destroy the city. Of Nineveh. Uh, of Nineveh. Mm-hmm. And God said he was going to destroy it. And uh, if he didn't go there and, like, save the people, he wanted him to save the people. Jonah's like, why? Why would I do that? I am not going to save these people. They deserve it. They're bad. He was more... I think acting out of fear of wanting to go there too, mm. you know, that's one thing that the two people we talked about, uh, Elijah and um, Jonah, the, it's showing the human side of them. Like I said, they were humans, but it's just like the human side, like you get what I'm trying to of say. Of course right? you can relate to Just that. like, yeah, relating to them, mm-hmm. more relatable, like not just this, you know, person yeah. in the book, in the Bible, where it's like, wow, they're God spoke to them. They're better than me, but yeah. God, it's showing like they ran. They're just the same, and um, gives you hope a little yeah. bit at the end of the day, you know. And, and he was like, God was pushing him to go, and he went the opposite, complete opposite direction. Got on a boat, and this is one part that I love is like the storm happened, and yeah. the three fishermen and Jonah's just like, throw me overboard. God's punishing me. Yeah, you know? so. Yeah, he gets on the boat, a boat that is going the exact opposite. Opposite, way. totally opposite. <laughs> going to Tarshish. If you could picture two signs, like the sign pointing, yeah. Tarsh, and then not Tarsh. Like he was like, all Tar- right, Tarshish, Tarshish, right? Tartar sauce, tartar sauce. Yeah. Um, I just remember that line in uh, jo- uh, Jonah and the Veggie Tales. He was like, I was going to Tarshish, and he's going the exact opposite way. So they're going in the wrong direction, and God is like, okay, we got to divert. Yeah. Got to get you back on the so path. First he threw storm. the storm at him. Then Jonah told him to throw him over. And the part that I love that uh, is that these three men immediately believed and dropped their false gods and turned to God. Mm. Yeah. So that's what I think is cool about this story. And this is the first example of it. Like even when Jonah wasn't doing what he was supposed mm-hmm. to be doing, God was still working through Jonah. You know, like they're going the opposite direction. And um, clearly it was because of Jonah. And then Jonah says, you know, 
it's me. Throw me overboard. Yeah. And then these three men are converted in that way, like to see the power of God and all of that. Interesting note, though, to think about, too. Like with Jonah saying and willingly saying, throw me overboard. Like at first it was like, oh, okay. Like he knows that that's the only solution to, to save the calm men. the storm. But also like this is another way for him to try and get away. It's like, oh, just throw me overboard. Like yep. at this point, if I died, then I wouldn't have to worry about what God is asking of me. That's pretty intense, you know? Like I, I don't know if I've ever felt like I've been to a point where I'm like, I'd rather just leave everything altogether instead of face my responsibilities. But that's the point that Jonah was at, and he mm -hmm. jumps overboard. Little did he know that he was going to hitch another ride in a whale's mouth, <laughs> in a whale's yeah. stomach. And, and another thing coming. He realized while he was in there, uh, three days, I think. Uh, yeah, right? Is that, was it three days? I, I think so, yeah. <clears throat> so he's in right. there, um, and he realized uh, that what God needed him to do and he prayed for forgiveness and winded up, he got spit out, and there he is. And then he's like, oh, you God. <laughs> it's like, dang, you God. You're always on top of it. Yeah, spit right out, right out into the and, where uh, he needed to be. He finally got the courage. It wind, he had to be in the belly of a whale to get the courage. Or maybe he was in the mouth probably, I guess. Who knows? But um, he was in the, in the whale's mouth, and uh, when he got spit up, he got turned up where he needed to be and then he started what he had, what God wanted him to do and start converting people and um, I think we talked about this a little bit like instead of just being like God told he told God told me to um, like preaching it to everyone like yelling to everyone I feel he had that feeling like okay I got to go about it this way like you tell like one person like God said he's going to destroy your town. My God said he's going to destroy your town and like you guys are bad and da, da. and then, you know, telephone. Doo, doo, doo. Next person, next person, next person. And then they all started listening and started changing and coming to Jonah more in um droves of people. Um, yeah, listening it, to him. Exact it is interesting to think and I it, guess it leaves it open to interpretation. And it it shows too Think about it. Uh, I believe you said, said this before. Uh, Jonah was up there, like, getting a good seat. So, like, think about where he started, like, getting a good seat to see this town get destroyed and then how it ended with him saving them all. Yeah. Listening to God. Yeah, well, I, I've been trying to figure that out. That's why I was just reading as you were talking that because they mentioned that, um, Nineveh was a large city and there's a three days journey to get from one part of the city to the next and it's interesting because you think of a prophet of you know someone who would walk around speaking like the good news in a way right about all the, the good things that God can do and, and how you can be saved you know by turning to, to God and instead he says no, Nineveh shall be overthrown just gives them kind of like a threat like guys yeah, you guys are about to blow up, you know, and but that's what worked, and that's what. So again, I feel like it's it. I'm seeing it here as like God is still working in ways, mm -hmm. even when you're not giving Him your all or your hundred um, percent. It's that that piece that God takes it, you know, to the finish line. If you think about it too, it's it wasn't, um, you know, that's the town known of like thiever, thievers and robbers and murderers and all that bad people. Yeah, so. He probably was scared, and he's like, 
all right. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm giving him a little more credit. Sure. You know, with his yeah, thinking he's smarter. Like thinking like from I'm a sure strategic part. Like okay, if I just go up there and these people are gonna then, like look at the crowd turning on uh, on Jesus, Pontius Pilate. Yeah. So look at that. So like maybe if like wasn't like that big crowd definitely there were definitely it had to have been doubts through all of that right like he understood what type of city Nineveh was and thinking one I can't change them right mm-hmm. and also too like I think the main theme for him was that like he didn't think they were worthy of, of God's love or th- for them to be saved you know thinking that it was like this is evil that they have done and they should you know be punished for that and I think about how I might approach people and be like, maybe there are people in my life that I approach where it's just like, I don't give him the time of day or I kind of shy away from even like letting myself like view them through God's eyes, you know, where it's just like, this is my enemy. An enemy is maybe a strong word. I don't think I have any enemies, but you know, when you look at someone and think they're not worthy of God's love, I yeah. think that that and can that's be a common. No good. That's judging, and I think one thing we can look at too. We can take this story and think of like someone who aborted a baby, and then maybe they change, and then you're still like, "Oh well, you took a life. You're not, you know, shouldn't sure. be forgiven." And then there is like God still would take them in, forgive them, heal them. So like we could look at it that way. Yeah, you know, like comparing it to modern day time. Sure. It's funny you brought that up. I just recently read an article from um, the New York Times. So Father Mike Schmitz was, I don't know if, I, if either of you guys have seen the article. I, it came across my Twitter feed because someone retweeted it. Um, even though it's on a paywall, you can like gift the article. So it was the New York Times and they're interviewing Father Mike Schmitz about the Bible in the year. Basically it was kind of the premise of it. But it went into those types of conversations of, you know, how do you approach this situation? Um, how can the Catholic Church feel pro-life when there's so many crisis pregnancies and things like that, right? And how do you kind of justify that, you know, belief as a Catholic? And Father Mike, I thought, had some really great things to say and handled it really well because there are some interesting questions, like the way that the reporter kind of like kept, you know, going back to the questions in a certain way. And his constant theme through all of it was God loves you, right? You are loved by God. So if you can feel that, you that's what I want people to take away from, from the conversation. Not necessarily that this is the answer or, you know, this is how it should be approached or we're right and you're wrong, but rather I'm going to listen to you where you're at in your moment and under and hopefully communicate the idea that God loves you and that no matter how low you might feel or how you know broken things are like god loves you god loves you so much that he sent his only son to go into the brokenness and to live with us and to suffer so that any sort of thing that we face is not impossible because god has already suffered for us and he's gone into that suffering with us so it was really the whole idea of like love right and i think the first initial reaction is like you said you know well, how can that person be forgiven or things of that nature, right? But if we approach it in that love, you can start to maybe be shaped a different way. But what I was getting to is the first comment on the article was, and it had the most like 
boats of likes or whatever. It was, this guy has nothing concrete to say, all this wishy-washy, this is why Catholicism and all this stuff. And I was kind of like, wow, like <laughs> funny that that's the first thing. I had to go back and read it again just to kind of really, and I, I noticed like how you can, I think, when you speak in terms of saying, you know, God loves you, God loves you, it's like, well, you're not answering my question. But I think at the end of the day, like, it started to hit me a little bit more, and I was like, but that that is the answer. Like, the suffering and the things that you're dealing with, like, you are not alone through all that. So even when you sin and even when we make mistakes and as far as away as we get from God or our faith, like, God loves you and he will never stop loving you. And it's because of that that you can feel like, okay, I can turn this corner and I can, I can do this, like that compassion. So the the greatness of this story with Jonah is the ups and downs the whole thing of how he, he ran away judged people came back and did what he had to do so like it's showing us so much uh, in this story and then to go with like how could god love us i saw this beautiful image of someone like it had to be a gang member and jesus just hugging them and like they wanted to be there they wanted jesus like just seeing that it's like okay, this old tattooed man hugging God, like you, some people like, what's that guy doing there? And then to go to the no concrete evidence thing that you were saying, this is, um, I think a comedian made the most concrete evidence, Bill Burr. Oh, no, yes, <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're about. That one, <laughs> Bill he Burr. really made, like, if like they don't look at that, like he goes, okay, you know what it is. You go in. He's like, I lean, but I lean on both sides, da da da. But whatever, he goes, you go in knowing you have a baby, and you come out without no, not a baby, <laughs> right? So you know what you're doing. You're like, oh, there's a baby in me, get it out. So like, you know, what concrete evidence do you have to stand on on that? He's like, that's like if I'm making a birthday cake and I put it in the oven and I'm baking it, and in four minutes you come over and you throw it on the floor, and I'm like, that was my birthday cake. And you're like, it's not a cake yet. And he goes, it would have been if you left it in the whole time. Like right there, it's like he's not right, left, or whatever, but it's just like showing I like that saying because like it's like there's your concrete evidence, yeah. and how do you fight that? Like right. Bill Burr. He knows how to make things light. That's for sure. <laughs> I just liked what he said. I know. Bill, oh, he cracks man. me up. I, I, I love how he pushes back when people yes, get mad. Yes, he really him. does. Like, I, I love that so much. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, in lieu of like how that, like that comment was like the first in that article, like it's just interesting how people get so angry with, with stuff like that. Like, because they just want like, Kind of condemnation almost like they want like, like expecting father mike schmitz to be like well no like this is sinful and evil and all this stuff but like that's not how that's they not want how the works. reaction they want us to get mad right they want us to you know yeah. well that's what's funny too because even if he did say something like concrete if you're looking for that right even if he was like you know if if he approached it in a way of like this is wrong this is right this is what i think period there's people you would still get a blinders on yeah. and their ears plugged, and even if you gave concrete evidence, they'll tell you blue in their face that it's not. So th there's people that are just, you know. Right, well, with, like, the wishy-washy claim, it's, like, people have to realize there's nuance. Like, nuance is, like, so important, and it's, like, it's such a, you know, because everyone is just living from 
it is different. Everyone's in different scenarios and, and no one can understand what another person is going through, you know. So it's always important to to look at things with like a, a nuanced lens, you know, as opposed to just saying like, oh, we have to condemn X, Y, and Z. Like obviously we say like, you know, obviously abortion is as wrong as, as as Catholics. But you have to understand like where people are and you have to love them and accept them and forgive them and, and to, you know, tell them that God still loves you. Cause that's, that's the big thing that strikes them is like, oh, well, God doesn't love me anymore because I made this mistake or especially if they relent about it. But, um, but yeah. yeah. I, I think that is what, well, what can turn people also, away from. One yeah. thing, here's concrete evidence. God loves sinners, and the first person invited into heaven was a sinner right next to him. So <laughs> yeah. think about yeah. that. But not, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, of course, right? <laughs> Literally, don't, Jesus, remember me when you come yeah. into your kingdom. And, um, well, that's what I thought was, it, it, that's an interesting point, too, is the idea that I think people feel a certain way or you react a certain way in a sense that, like, you're telling them that you can't be accepted into heaven or something along those lines where it's like, oh, well, you're telling me I did something wrong. Like, I don't think people want to hear that anymore. Like, even when it comes to just, like, well, participation. Even, I feel like, too, though, like, too many people always jump down, like, that path. Like, oh, you can't get into heaven. Like, worry about yourself, too. Like, God doesn't want you to cast judgment on people. Like yeah. that's one guilty fact a lot of people have is like a lot of people throw judgment on others people like with they're over here on their high horse throwing it down hill when you know you're just you should be down there too. I think maybe that's it. I think that's the perception that can be given or received from the way that going on level ground, is, you know, where Catholicism kind of right when we've we talk about the 10 commandments and we talk about different things that are kind of like rules in a sense of like this is the standard or this is what you have to live to and it's almost like a reaction of like i don't want to be told that and i don't want to be told that if i do those things like i'm bad and i think that that's kind of the way the conversation needs to change where i don't know if that's what the old you know catholicism conversation was or if that's what we've lost but it's like it, it's not that. It's more of a, and I love that that's how Father Mike Schmitz approaches things where it's like, you are loved. And that's the first conversation. Like this reporter is asking him for, you know, a reason as to why um, abortion is bad and why whoever is doing it is bad and all this stuff. And it's like, no, 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 that's not how I want to approach it. Like Father Mike Schmitz is saying the opposite in a sense of like, okay, that's your circumstance, but you are loved. And that's the root of it all. And I think that might not feel like much from an outside looking in of like, cool, like God loves me. But it's like, no, that's everything. That's that's what it is. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> in lieu of like the discussion with the Ten Commandments, I remember my mom told me something once when I was a kid that really stuck with me. And she said like, the Lord, you know, made the Ten Commandments so that we realize that we need a savior because like we can't, it's because we're not perfect individuals, right? So like it, it's so hard to not break a commandment. You know, because it, it is, and um, you, obviously you should be striving hard, and you should be striving for holiness, and trying not to not to break a commandment. But you're going to, and when you do, like it's you have to recognize that, like you know, don't fall inward, but you need to go outward and, and say sorry, and you know, I'm I'm going to try again. But just to recognize that you you need a savior, you need Christ to you know to bring you back into you know yeah yeah, and he's done that, like he saved us, and that. I saw that too also on social media. So there are some things that are out there on social media that are great to, um, I, I would look him up right before we finish the episode. I'll shout him out. But 
there were these two uh, Franciscan brothers who went um, to every major league ballpark this oh, summer. I think I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so I've been following them on Instagram, and the uh, one of them just responded to a video. Uh, it was a TikTok talking about the idea of um, heaven and hell, and he made that point, kind of like what you're talking about, Josh, with like, no, it's not. You do these things wrong, you're going to hell. It's it's the opposite. It's we were we're broken, like we're we're sinners. Like it's hard to live a life of of perfectness, right? No one's perfect. So it's it's kind of the idea of like we start in hell in a sense, and God lifted us up and he brings us so out of it. Point of and baptism. That's it. There you go, right? In the baptism, like you're saved. So it's like we're saved. And I think that that's maybe the idea. And I think that's something that's really cool. I'm glad we got to this. It's like that's how it can be approached or should be approached in that way. It's that constant of, you know, you're loved, you're saved, and that's how life can be approached. And in that different way, it can maybe help conversations a little bit more instead of what's right and what's wrong. Because at the end of the day, no one knows what's like, we're like Jesus says it to us, right? Don't judge. So it's that's not what the conversation yeah. should come from. And that's where I think Jonah comes into play of the idea of don't God. judge. Yeah, and God was showing compassion on these sinners and Nineveh on the city, and and he would love them, that he wanted to save them. And Jonah couldn't accept that, and he couldn't accept that they should be saved. And I think that we walk through life sometimes that way. I know I walk through that life life sometimes like that, where I think the worst of people, or I think that, that people cannot be worthy. I think that I'm not worthy sometimes, but God is reminding us that we're all worthy of his love and and that's powerful, if you ask me. Yeah, and uh, Jonah was that top commenter, you know. He's the <laughs> one that was like, come on, like, come on, what are you doing? You got to condemn this. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's sitting up on the mountain looking down on Nineveh. Yeah, like, burn it down. Burn like, it down. Yeah. Blow it up. And the Catholic Church isn't that bad. We did uh, start the pizza parties. We were the one of the first people to have pizza parties back in the 10th century. <laughs> didn't you uh, blog I, about I that? I did blog about that. I, <laughs> I did a lot of research on that. And, uh, like, in trades of them renting out, like, a uh, part of the church in the field, the bishop, the Catholic bishop of the time in Naplin. Naples? Na- nipples. Nepal? Nepal's. <laughs> Not nipples. <laughs> he said nipples. And then I was in nipples. But in, in Italy. <laughs> In it's Italy, <laughs> pizza comes from. <laughs> he, he wanted pizza in exchange, so it got delivered. It was one of the first deliveries. But nice, yeah. yeah so become Catholic, so you, you know we have great pizza parties. Great pizza, pizza parties. parties. Yeah. I could go to any youth group. Yeah. <laughs> <Pizza. Yep. laughs> Every night, <laughs> we flipped it on our head a little bit. We would order Applebee's. That's right. Right when we would yeah. hang out after. Yeah, this, we so. would. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pizza. Yeah, Jonah was a prophet. I, I really, honestly, now that we've talked about Jonah again, I, I do want to watch the movie. I got to put it on. It was such a classic. There are so many one-liners. VeggieTales is one the of old, my favorite old VeggieTales. I haven't okay. really gotten it. The new ones. There's, there's new ones. New on ones but I... Yeah, the classics. You can't beat the classics. Like, it was so funny how they were really so true to the story. I didn't realize it. We should... uh Try to get Bob the Tomato. I think he's on Cameo. Try Is he really? On. Make him say something. <laughs> uh, we'll just we'll interview him. Let's yeah. have him Let's on the show. Have him you know? on the show. Shout out. But, I would uh, love to know about that, like the origins of Veggie Tales and 
and how that all comes about, you know? That's interesting. Yeah, instead now we've got uh, Blippi. Actually, um, James, uh, James, sorry, James. Elliot's been watching, um, we've been putting on the kids shows from Formed. Benjamin Cello is uh, now like one of the cooler, (laughs) one of the newer shows on there. Um, It's kind of nice. I enjoy it. It's, yeah, yeah it's it's pretty funny. It's just it's funny like the things that they do. They're uh he's a singer. Like they just sing everything. And Nelly <laughs> loves it. That's good. <laughs> so it works. Formed it works. is awesome. It's like such a good thing. Formed is great. I've yeah. been uh enjoying that. Because it's good. It's on the fire stick too. So it's easy really? for us to yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Very we got cool. everything on there. But well, thank All you, right. Jonah, for reminding us yep. about compassion. Thank you, Mr. Jonah. Um, yeah. Is that it? Wrap it up. Appreciate you guys. Uh, should have said this in the beginning, but please check out all the links below. Check out, um, we're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. If you're watching us here, we're on uh, locals, Patreon, all that good stuff. We got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Follow us. See what we're up to. Yeah. Slowly but surely. Yeah. We're building up all the platforms. Thanks for sticking through us last week. I know we had some technical difficulties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't even uh, acknowledge that. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you guys uh, seem to enjoy it a little bit. And we appreciate you guys. Like, um, our mustard seed army goes through. (laughs) You really do want to get a name for that, right? I know that's something I I don't care about. Like you thought. For the listeners? Yeah. 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 What's um, what's the one you brought up before? There was Prayer Warriors. Prayer Warriors. Warriors. I don't know. Mustard Our seed. little seedlings. Yeah, I, was just, I, was like, I don't know if that really is the mustard <laughs> cedars. Plant your seeds all over social media. Positivity. I do like the images of mountains. Like I think mountains are real. Like push yeah. that mountain. Yeah, like faith moves mountains. Mustard seed mountains. Leave it in the comments below. Let us know yeah. what you would like to be called. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do a poll. Yeah. <laughs> we got three seedling votes. <laughs> One <laughs> suggestion. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks yes. for listening. Um, thanks for checking out each week and sticking with us. Uh, keep sharing, liking, and subscribing. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. See you next week. Peace. Peace.